And I want to speak to you on vision and ask you the question and get you to think about this and mull over this in this 30 minutes that we have together. What is your vision for your life? What's your vision for your life? A vision is much more than a goal. A goal is something that you work towards that, you know, in business they talk about smart goals, a specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-specific. It's a goal that I know that, that I can achieve. But a vision is something that is larger than my life. A vision truly is something for us as Christians that's given to us by God. It's the why I exist. It's the what I'm walking every single day and what I'm walking towards. It's the reason that everything is building towards my life. What's your vision for your life as an individual, for your family, for your community? What's your vision as you see within the church and within the context of church? What is it that God has called you specifically for? And if maybe you're at the place and saying, my vision is quite blurry right now. It, it's, not, it's not clear. I can't really see what it is that God is calling me to. Maybe you feel like I have no vision. I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to get by. I'm just stumbling through life. And I want to encourage you and get you to get, come to the place where you're willing to come before Jesus and say, I want you to give me a fresh vision. I need fresh vision for my life. Without putting up your hand, who, who needs fresh vision for their life? You need that fresh fire, fresh vision, fresh enthusiasm for life where you have a specific target, the why you know that I exist and what I'm going after. And I want to speak to you in the scripture, just three short verses found in the book of Matthew, chapter 9. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn with me there, of course. The scripture will be on the screen. Chapter 9, verses 27 to 30. And this is really a story about Jesus healing two blind men. And it comes in the, the context and the verses preceding it of Jesus where he's on the move. Jesus is so many things that we, as we read in scripture. He's a preacher. He's the Messiah. He is both a, a prophet and fulfilling the prophecies and speaking about what's coming. But he's also a healer. He's a miracle worker. Oftentimes we can connect with Jesus as friend, as Lord, as Savior, but not always as healer. And not just healer in the physical sense, but healer in, in every sense of our lives, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, financially. That he as a, as a healer can make what feels broken become whole. And so Jesus is on the move and Jairus, the synagogue leader, comes to Jesus and says, my daughter is dying. I need you to come and heal her. So Jesus begins walking and moving and a crowd begins to form. They're stopping Jesus. They all want to be near him. And in the midst of this, there is a woman with an issue of blood who's been suffering for 12 years. And she pushes through the crowd and she touches the hem of Jesus. And he turns to her and says, who touched me? And it comes to pass that it was her. And he says these words. He says, your faith has healed you. Interesting words to say. Your faith has healed you. Going on from there, Jairus freaking out because he knows that his daughter's time is up. He then eventually gets Jesus to come into the house where his daughter is and they say, you are too late. Your daughter is dead. 
Jesus says, everyone leave from this place. And he goes over to the daughter and says, she is not dead, but she is sleeping. He takes her from by the hand and he says, get up, child. And she gets up. And so we read in verse 27, it says, as Jesus went from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and he asked them, do you believe that I am able to do this? What a question to ask in your own life and situation. Do you believe that Jesus is able to do this? The vision that he's given you, the calling that he's placed on your life, the word that he's spoken over you. Do you believe that he's able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. I want to speak to you on the title, Reignite Your Vision. That your sight would be restored. That according to the faith that you have for your life and for your future and the vision that God has had has for you, that it may be done according to your faith. That it may be done according to your resilience and the strength and the stuff that you've got to walk through. You see, vision is defined as the ability to see or become aware of something through the sense of sight. It is to have discernment. It is to have perception, awareness, or insight. And spiritual vision is the ability to see through the eyes of Jesus with faith, with a lens of faith for your life, your situation, and your future. To see through the eyes of Jesus. As I ask you that question, what is your vision for your life? What do you want to see in your life and through your life? And I believe that Jesus wants to restore your sight. He wants to give you eyes to see. He wants to restore your hope, your boldness, your confidence. He wants to restore the passion that maybe has been lost and has died. He wants to restore within you and give you eyes to see, not just as you as an individual, but to see as he sees. That he's calling you to become a part of the cause of Christ. He's calling you to see the world as he sees. He's calling you to see your family as he sees your family. He's calling you to see your community as he sees your community. He's calling you to see beyond what you see, to see only what he can see. He's calling you to restore your sight, to reignite your vision. And ultimately, and this is the part often that we miss out on, is to help others to see. To help others in their blindness that they may see the Jesus, who he is. They may see the light and the darkness. They may see through the fear and to see that Jesus is there with them. Are you willing today For God to reignite your vision. Are you willing maybe to come out of what has been a cloud or a fog of of blurriness and feeling disoriented and feeling like like I, I, I can't see from one day to the next. But are you willing to come to Jesus and say, give me a vision. I want you to give me a fresh vision. You know, I don't know how many times in this last season you may have 
said these words, but I don't see how this is going to work out. Has anyone said that recently? I don't see how this is going to happen. I don't see how I'm going to get through this. I don't see how I'm going to be able to cover that with my finances. I don't see how my kids are going to grow up and work through this. I, I just can't see it. You know, this season and seasons like it, what it, it causes to happen is for us to have blurry vision, leaving us feeling disoriented, leaving us feeling like it, it just completely disrupts our life. You know, 10 years ago, 2011 and 2012, I, I began to suffer from very severe headaches every single day. In fact, it, it just began to get so bad that, that I began to experience migraines and when I would get a migraine, I'd be knocked out for that day and, and the day after it. And it was just completely leaving me feeling disoriented. And, and as I was at that time doing what I'm doing now and learning to be a pastor and a preacher, and I'd get up on the platform and my sight would go blurry, my speech would begin to slur, and I'd, I'd have to get down and sit down. And it would be loud noises would set me off and... Bright lights, just like these four bright lights that's shining to me, or or speaking to people, or being in a crowd, and each time it would just I just get disoriented, and I'd have to go and lie down, and like any sane person would, what's the first thing you do is you go to a doctor. So I went to a doctor, and I told him what was happening, and he began to give me some medication to treat the migraines and get through the day, and began trying to go on his journey, diagnosing what was going on, and. I, I went to a counselor to see, was it anxiety? Was it worry? Is there something that's going on that I'm not aware of? And, and it kept happening. It kept happening month after month after month. And I began to think, well, well, maybe, worst case scenario, maybe I've got some kind of tumor. We began discussing and talking about getting an MRI and completely scanning and see if there's something wrong. And it wasn't until one day... My friend, who's been spending time with me, he said, Sean, I think you need glasses. I said, no, man, I've got 20-20 vision. Like, it's perfect. I can see everything and watch everything. He's like, I'm telling you. He's like, I think you need glasses. And so eventually I decided to go to an optometrist. And guess what? After a few tests, it turns out I need glasses. That was it. No brain tumor. No MRI needed. No thing that I thought, you know, this could explain everything. All I needed is my, my vision was just off, just on the lowest scale possible. Just off ever so slightly, and it completely disrupted my vision. It completely disrupted my life. It threw me off balance. Even though my vision was just off just ever so slightly, it left me feeling disoriented. You know, when our vision is clear... It changes our life. When our vision is clear, it, it changes how we face the obstacles that come our way. It changes how we treat those we love, because oftentimes those we love are the ones who we treat the worst. But when our vision is blurry, even when it's off by a little bit, it leaves us feeling disoriented. It leaves us feeling like our life is completely disrupted, that we don't know where we're going. We don't know what we're fighting for. And what happens is it begins to affect every area of our life. 
Proverbs 29, verse 18 says, Where there is no vision, people perish. Where there is no vision and direction for life, people get lost. Where there is no vision, what happens is our hope for today and our future for tomorrow becomes filled with confusion. What was once clear now becomes completely foggy. And I don't know where I'm going and why I'm going there. But the opposite is true. Where there is vision, people flourish. Where there is vision, people have something worth fighting for. Where there is vision, people have something worth working hard towards. Why? Because I know why I'm doing this. And when life happens and and it feels like everything comes against you, but once you've got a vision, I know that I can keep going through. The hope to which God has called me to will give me strength for today and a future for tomorrow. Where there is vision, I can flourish, I can thrive, I can keep going and keep walking through because in my today, it can feel like my circumstances are sucking me dry, but I know that no matter what happens today, God has called me forward. God has called me towards tomorrow to accomplish for the words that he has spoken over my life. What is your vision for your life? What is God calling you towards? You see, vision is our ability to see through life's difficulties. Vision is our ability to perceive what God is doing. It's to have a spiritual awareness. It's to have a discernment. It's to have an assurance that God will do what he said he will do. Vision is to be able to see through and to see by what we are facing. It's to have insight to receive Through Jesus, by faith, the wisdom to know which road to take. The wisdom to know which opportunity that's at hand that you should take. The wisdom to know what, what door to walk through. Why? Because you know where you are going. Therefore, you know when this opportunity comes your way and that decision that it feels like I should do. No, that's not in line with the vision that God has given me. You have insight for your life. It's through the power of vision that enables us to see through the doubt and the confusion and the impossibility. It's it's vision that gives us clarity in the midst of conflict. Gives us clarity in the midst of chaos. It's vision that gives us hope in the midst of pain. Joy in the midst of doubt. It's it's vision and the power of vision that empowers us and enables us to run the race to which God has called us forward. And we see in the scripture, when the blind men come to Jesus to receive the ability to see, what's the question he asks them? Do you believe that I am able to do this? Eugene Peterson, who translated to the message translation, he puts it like this. He touched their eyes and said, Become what you believe. It happened, they saw. Become what you believe. It's it's our perception, which is our ability to see and to have vision, that determines our perspective. It's our perception and what God is doing that determines our perspective into how we view the world and how we view our life. And if we were to be honest for a moment, oftentimes... It's our problems that determine our perspective. Oftentimes, it's, it's our problems that shapes what we see and how we see it. 
It's our problems and what faces and what happens is we're so short-term sighted that we see what's in front of us and that determines our very life. But in the scripture, we see that the blind men, they had a problem called blindness. It affected how they viewed the world. It affected how they viewed themselves. It affected everything. It shaped the world in which they saw. But in this moment, we see that they have spiritual vision. The perspectives to see through their problems and perceive Jesus as healer. They had this perspective to see that he is the one who can give us sight. And what happens is they sought after Jesus so that they may see. They seek after Jesus knowing that he is the power to heal. They pursue Jesus knowing that he is the power to perform a miracle in their lives. Here's the takeaway. And as simple as this sounds, that above all else, when we face problems, we need to pursue Jesus as the solution. I'm speaking that to myself because time and time again, I'm faced with a problem. What's the first thing I try and do? I try and solve it. I try and sort it out. I stay up all night because I've got to work this out. And time and time again, I need to be reminded, my perspective should not be on my problems. My perspective should be on Jesus as the solution. You see, what happens when we have the vision and the vision of God is the ability to see through our problems and the ability to live with boldness. This will not overcome me. This will not defeat me. What I'm facing will not finish me, for God has called me heavenward. He has called me with a boldness and a confidence because my perspective is not on my problem. My perspective is on the spiritual perception that Jesus has given me. I will seek after Jesus. In fact, Matthew 6.33 says that seek after the kingdom of God and all will be added unto you. Oftentimes, we're trying to get the all that will be added rather than seeking Jesus. They pursued Jesus. They went after Jesus. And when we receive vision from Jesus, what we receive is spiritual insight. We've got hindsight. Smartest people in the world. Those with the perspective of hindsight. After the fact, I knew that was going to happen I knew it would work out that way. The wisest people in the world. You've got hindsight and you've got foresight. The ability to see what's going to happen next. The ability to see forward. But what is truly powerful and supernatural is to have insight. What's happening right now in this moment. What God is doing. The insight to unlock And to see beyond the doubt, the confusion, the blurriness, the disorientation. Say, okay, I'm going to have spiritual eyes to see what God is doing. And that he will bring me through this. You see, it's our insight that determines our outlook. Oftentimes it's what happens on the outside that impacts and determines how we feel on the inside. And we become people led by feelings, not led by faith. But when we receive the vision of God, we've got an insight that impacts our outlook, how we view the world. I've met many Christians, they hate the world. 
We're not called to hate the world. We're called to love the world. We're called to love people. Why? Because we've got an insight into what not only God is doing, but what God can do. God has called us. He's given us a plan and a purpose for our life, plans for a hope and a future, plans to prosper us and not to harm us. But how many times does it feel like we're being harmed? How many times does it feel like there is no plan? How many times does it feel like there is no purpose? Insight is to have the ability to see beyond all of those things, to see Jesus, to see what he's doing. The moment I knew that God had given me a vision, 24 years old, a little over 10 years ago, was driving on this M50 road coming into Dundrum, just come back from a year in South Africa, I'd really come back with a passion and love for God, but a, a fresh vision for Ireland to see Ireland saved. And God spoke to me in the moment, he says, to plant a church here in this area. Didn't know what that looked like, didn't know what that meant. Planting churches wasn't exactly the trend. You know, it was something I'd experienced my parents do. It sucked the life out of them. I was like, you know, it's a calling that has to happen. It's a sacrifice that has to happen. But it felt like God had given me that vision. It was, it was an insight in what he's doing that would impact my future and I believe the future of others. And it was a tough six years navigating that, walking through that time and time again, coming back to that God-given vision. And ultimately, seeing that vision come to pass. What about for your own life? What vision has God given you? What vision has he given you to navigate through the difficulties of life, to have that spiritual perception and the insight that God has called me? He's put this vision on my heart. He's put this vision on my life. It may not even be for you because oftentimes the most audacious visions are far beyond you. And really at the end of the day, they're not about you. They're about others and impacting lives and impacting your children and impacting future generations. What's the vision that God has called you? And if you have no vision, would you be willing for God to give you one? These blind men, they came with a problem. All of us, we have faced with insurmountable problems every single day. Problems that take our attention. Problems that take our our focus, that take our energy. And it's inspiring and encouraging to know that in spite of their problem... They saw Jesus as the solution. They were blind and they were coming to Jesus to receive a miracle, to receive sight. How many of us, we have our vulnerabilities and our weaknesses and our frailties and our failures, and we say these words, I can't because. I'll never because. I'll never see that. Because of what has happened. And we put our frailties and weaknesses and vulnerabilities and we put them as the focus and we say, I can't and will never because. What's the words that Jesus says to these blind men? As they come with the faith and the supernatural spiritual insight that God had given them in that moment, he says, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Do you really believe? I've been contemplating on that question for some time now. Do I really believe? 
do I really believe that God has called me? Do I really believe that the words that are written in this book are true? Do I really believe that God has given me vision? Do I really believe that God can provide? Do I really believe that God can heal? That he can heal my heart, that he can heal this marriage, that he can heal my sickness? Do I really believe? And if I believe, how does that change my perspective? How does that change how I see? How does that change how I see myself, how I see this situation, how I see my future, how I see my circumstance? Do I really believe? And Jesus says, according to your faith, let it be done. Maybe it hasn't been done just yet because you don't truly believe. And all that Jesus is wanting to hear from you is the two words that the blind man said, yes, Lord, I believe. Yes, Lord, I will believe. Do you really believe? And Jesus knows that he can heal these men. And the reason he asked the question, I believe the reason that he asked the question of us is to even before we see it come to pass, believe that he can do it. Even when all, everything else would otherwise describe this miracle cut short, when everything else would prove to us that what we're believing in is not true, I will still believe. Believing that it is possible. Believing that a miracle is about to come to pass. Believing that what God has said will be so. Believing if I seek after Jesus, I will find him. I will believe. I will believe. Do you really believe today that Jesus can bring sight to your eyes? Do you really believe that he can give you a perception to see past your problems? Do you believe that he can give you an insight, a new insight that will determine your outlook on life? Determine your speech, will determine your energy that you have, it will determine your heart that you have towards others, it will determine your actions and your behaviors and your attitude that you will have one that God has called me and he's given me a vision. As you think right now upon your life, what are some of the problems that you're facing that you need Jesus to give you spiritual perception in? What problem is before you right now? That you need to turn to Jesus as the solution and to trust in him. What area do you need to receive new insight into? As you say those words, I, I can't see it. As you come back to Jesus and you turn to him and you ask him to give you fresh insight, fresh vision, and you take that and you walk with it. And you trust in him. What are some of the things that you're believing God for? That if you were to write it down, it feels you feel a bit nervous. If you were to speak those words, you feel a little bit stupid. What are you believing God for? What are some of the things that you want to see come to pass? Because 
your perception of Jesus and your ability, belief in his ability, and what he has the power to do is far greater than the problem that faces you. Do you believe that he's able to do this? Maybe what's the, the elements of the vision, the embers of the fire, the pieces of the puzzle that, that you have forming inside of you, that you need God just to confirm it in you? Would you be willing to say, Jesus, reignite the vision within me? Come on, let's just close our eyes for a moment. As you come to him, take your situation before him, you lay it all down at his feet. In this moment, as you surrender to Jesus for him to reignite, restore, refresh the boldness and the confidence and the enthusiasm and passion and the energy to which you pour into for the vision that God has given you. Would you say these words with me and say, Jesus, give me fresh vision for my life. Now wait for a moment what's the vision that he's given you what's the words that he's speaking over you what's the promise that makes you feel a little bit nervous that the first thought that comes to your mind is oh, what if it doesn't happen what if it doesn't work out and replace that what if it does? What if it can? Do you really believe? And with your eyes closed and your head bowed, in this moment, Jesus is here. I want to give you an opportunity today to give your life to Jesus. Maybe for the first time, or maybe you need to renew your faith in Him and reignite the fire within you. If you're willing today to give your life to Jesus, just in your own time and in your own heart, just repeat these words after me. It's a prayer of surrender. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. I am a sinner and I need your grace. I need your forgiveness. I believe that you've chosen me, you've called me, you've saved me. By your grace, I am forgiven in Jesus' name.